remember the last time I watched a movie or uh, a, a full television program, uh, not because I think there's something inherently evil. Don't, don't, don't say, Pastor said, throw our TVs away. Don't do that. I didn't say that. I didn't say, folks will say stuff. You'll be surprised. But I haven't. And uh, so, but the last time I watched a movie, uh, Pastor Stan and I always, and some of the other CFI people, they know we're quoting them all the time sometimes. We're quoting them. And uh, in one of the movies, uh, one of the last ones I watched years ago, uh, it was a cowboy western movie. I always liked western movies, you know. And uh, y'all doesn't like western movies? I used to always like those western movies. And uh, just, I mean, if it had a horse in it and cowboys, I, I wanted to watch it. And so it's one of them. I felt like when, uh, from Pastor Ken, Ken uh, DeConing and, and everybody else, and then Pastor Alona, and then the comments that were made by the facilitators, I felt like this guy that said, hmm, looks like somebody walked over your grave. <laughs> I thought, hmm, they walked all over my message. So, but I, I, that's no excuse. I want to just share my thoughts with you on these. And I, I won't be long, long, but because, you know, this has been a marvelous uh, symposium. Just marvelous, marvelous symposium. Yeah, marvelous symposium. And, and, and let me just say one other thing, and I'll get into this. You know, I, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm getting a little older, but I hope I'm not acting old. You know, you know, all acting all old, and walking up a pit, you know. I don't want to ever do that, you know. Y'all have patience with me this evening. You know, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, yeah. I get to that place, they're going to have to videotape me and, and cut and stuff. Yeah. But, but, um, <laughs> but I, I just was, I was just so, I've been so blessed. I've been so blessed today. I'm just, and I want you to know that in my life, I've been around some of the greatest preaching I believe on the planet. I've, I've, I've been around preaching people just gifted. They preach the gospel that if you could sit down, there was something wrong with you. I mean, you, you had to be fighting God and the Holy Spirit. You had to be fighting. You just couldn't sit. I've had people preach everybody in the house off their seat, had to stand. I mean, preaching was so good. I've seen them preach until people just started running. They didn't know where they were going. I mean, Brother Rich, I guess some of them may not believe that. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen the teaching come back and people just start talking and just saying everything. You know, and I, I felt somewhat like that today and, and this week. I, I would say to you, in all of my life, I uh, don't know if I've heard consistently better. I mean, consistently better. I mean, there's maybe somebody who's, who shared something. I remember, I remember as a boy preaching. I mean, it, it was amazing. I mean, uh, and, and the preaching and, and the power of God was, was, was palpable. It's like you could just touch things. You said, you're making it up. No, we weren't in some frenzy. It was just the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to be doing more of that. Not so that we can just, you know, act crazy or something like that. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying get out of your, your little mold and what you think God should do. So we've heard that. And I've heard that right here in this building. Experienced that. When we talk, of, let's talk about Christ our treasure for just a short while. When you talk about Christ, our treasure, it's just so limitless. 
we have talked about it being unfathomable. You know, you cannot find the bottom. It's just that good. And you and I have, we have all been called into this amazing fellowship, not just CCCF, but this amazing fellowship of believers. We have been called into this. And we have not called in to just be spectators, but participants in all that God is doing. And, you know, you do your part. Uh, the, the, the praise team, team uh, 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 ha, uh, has done its part. And the individual singers did their part. You don't have to have the major or the main part to have a part. And I love that about God. You see, I learned in industry, when I w was working in industry, how there was something called a cotter key. And a cotter key was a little thing, sometimes no, a little bit bigger than a hairpin, but it served a very important job. It kept things together. And sometimes we seem to think that if we don't have the major part, we're not important. I was sitting there as, as, as pastor of the church, as, as a, a, a founding pastor of the church, or uh, as a founder and pastor of T, uh, TFI, an amazing minister around the world. But I'm sitting there blessed by everybody who's talking, and I'm thinking, Lord, better them than me. They're doing a better job. I love what they're doing, God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm thinking that. And the facilitators, I'm, going, I'm glad they're there. They're, they're doing a great job. I appreciate it. The singers and the camera people. I can't operate a camera, but I can do my part. When we talk about Christ, our treasure, we're talking about a person who has such a multiplying effect in himself that you can, it's innumerable. That's, that's why God, he is. He's so amazing. And we have to understand that. You don't ever look and say, oh, well, what about me? Come on, just keep doing your part. Keep doing your part. I, I like from time to time to tell about uh, the story of, of in New York, in the 60s, I think it was the uh, late, late 60s, from mid to late 60s, when the city didn't want to pay the garbage workers. Didn't want to pay, pay the garbage workers. You're going to think that somebody who's doing a nice little sanitary job, you know, a little, little easy job, you know, sitting behind a desk, is more important than the people who pick up the garbage. And so those garbage workers, I remember went on stack. I think I was a junior in the university. Maybe I was a senior, becoming a senior. And, uh, and, and uh, they said New York became the smelliest place on the planet when they went on strike. And uh, they said you just, even holding your nose didn't handle it in New York City. And, and they decided we got to pay these people. And I remember a lot of us were thinking, well, let's go to New York and be a garbage worker for a while. We'll make a lot more money because, because garbage workers are important. There's no insignificant job in the kingdom. And New York City found out there's no insignificant garbage worker. So no matter what you do, it's important in the kingdom of God. So you must understand that. You, you don't have to fight for significance. You are in, therefore, God has made you significant. I want us to understand that. And when we go, we're not better than the one who sent us. Uh, David, David Robinson, years ago, impressed me when Miss Jane Pauley, I said her name right, Pauley? I said, well, uh, Miss Jane Pauley uh, was interviewing him, and, and she was so, he was so tall, and she was, she was just kind of taken with him, that big, tall, mannerable, Christian young man. And uh, she said, David, 
how does it, how tall is your dad? He told us six feet, whatever. She said, well, how does it feel to be uh, bigger than your dad? He said, Jane, no matter how tall you are, you're never bigger than your dad. And I, I, I still remember him for that. And I always think one day I'm going to tell him how blessed I was when he said that and how much I learned from those statements. And people can learn from you in, in ways that you don't know they're learning. And that's what God wants us to do. In, in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, Paul talks about his experience to me. He says, who am less than the least of all the saints. Listen, man, the, maybe perhaps... Very possibly the greatest apostle of all. I know Peter walked with Jesus. I know Peter walked in the water. And I don't like for people to talk about how he denied the Lord. How he denied the Lord. You died. You denied the Lord too? Yeah, God didn't let anybody write about it. You know, Peter did deny the Lord. I love Peter because Peter is the friend that we all needed. You know, Peter is the one who stuck his foot in his mouth so you didn't have to stick yours in yours. And we all have friends like that. Or we're that person. Peter's one of the two men who ever on the planet walked on water. There were only two walked on water and Peter was, one, was the other one. You know the one. is Jesus and Peter. So, so I, I, but Peter is a great apostle. Walked on the impossible Walked by sick folks and the shadow hit them and he, they were healed. I mean, this man is amazing, but Paul is perhaps, it may be even the greatest if we were to say, but he says he, he sees himself as the least. He says, now that's not, not why he said, he says, less than the least. Of all the saints, this grace was given. So God's not looking for somebody who's got it all together. If you feel, I, I'm Less than, than the least of all the saints. You're a, you are somebody that God can use. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. And so this is how this thing works. This is, this is amazing treasure. You know, this is treasure. You said, well, I just feel like I'm, I'm not there. I'm not worth anything. Well, you are somebody that God wants to, to invest himself in. But it, Paul says that, that this grace was given that he, or that I, should preach among the Gentiles. What is that word? The what? You're, not, you're reading it? The unsearchable riches of Christ. What kind? The unsearchable, untraceable riches of Christ. Such, such uh, a myriad of, of, of uh, riches that you can't trace them out. There's so, so much there. So it takes eternity for us to express the Lord. That, that means eternity not has an end per se, but eternity on and on and on and on to express. It's not like we're going to be doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over. We're going to be learning more and more and more and never get to the end of it. Amen. When I was a young boy, I would think like that. And, and I would think like that because there was a church kid brought up in the church and and disciplined, and I would think like that, and sometimes I would just put my hands and say, ah, try to stop thinking about eternity. I don't know, you ever do that? Anybody else than me? Oh, it looks like I'm the only weird one here. <laughs> but I would just try not to think about eternity, two of us, Brother Kenneth. I would scream because I, I thought, forever and ever, I, I, I'm a finite person in the flesh. I know things have an end, and I sort of like the end of things. 
And we can start again, but no, he turns over and over. He says, this is how rich God is in Christ. And, he, and his job, his assignment was to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, what is the sharing of this mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ. I, 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 think, I think that we need to continue to go over the fact that these things are hidden. They are hidden. We've, 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 we've masticated this very well. We have, we have ingested it. And I'm trusting that we will digest all of this, that these things are hidden. And, and that's why um, I've been sharing from time to time here in the last uh, maybe year and a half or so uh, about being a, a diligent seeker of the Lord. You know, the scripture says, uh, for without faith it is impossible to please him in Hebrews 11, verse 6. For he who comes to God must believe what? That he exists, that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And diligently seek him. And Jeremiah tells, uh, tells us that, that uh, you will seek me and find me. When you search for me with all of your heart, diligently, I will be found of you, says the Lord. I will be found of you. I will be found of you. You will find me. You will find me. You really, really want me, you will find me. But you got to want me. And it's, you have to search for me. I'm not going to just let a half effort find me. But if you really want me and you pursue me, you pursue me, I guarantee you, you will find me. Hallelujah, somebody. That's what I want. This is who we are. God has placed himself, put himself, his son, in us. And it's made us formidable. I love that years ago, decades ago, I preached a message called the indomitable Holy Spirit and, and how the Holy Spirit is unconquerable. He, you cannot dominate him. You cannot subdue him. And that one lives inside the believer. And we feel like, oh, I'm just an old worm. I'm just saying it's greater than that. It's all greater than that. And this immeasurable treasure. That's what Jesus is, immeasurable treasure. There, you know, you used to you hear people talking about, well, by, by what metric did you ascertain such and such? You heard that? I, mean, I, love, I love that kind of talk, too. I mean, I enjoy it. I always say I'm, I'm, I'm not at all an intellectual, but I sure understand them. I sure like to talk to them. I like to sometimes mess with them. There is no metric whereby you can ascertain how far he will love you, how much peace he has. What, what is his fullness of joy is like? There is no metric for Christ. And so I'm just so excited about what he is sharing with us during this time. I believe that Jesus is, is, is giving us, as it were, a new paradigm, a new way of looking at things. I believe Jesus wants us to transition from finite thinking to the infinite. I, I think that Jesus is saying that right now to somebody who will dare go with him. Go with him. I, 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 love, I love all of you. And, and I love you, us all the same. But there's something about Hannah and Becky, uh, uh, Beth rather, when they, they come to the church. And it's like mom says, okay, baby, this is our role. Sit down. And they go, okay, mom, but I'm ready to go worship.
I, I love it because I see them go, they go, they go. Like, I can't wait to get to God. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. My feet have been standing within 6602 South Staples too long. I need to get in there and I need to worship my God. That's a transition that I believe that God is making for us all. My time is over, but let me say one more thing. When everybody started to walk on Matthew 19, 21, when Jesus said to the rich young ruler, if you want to be perfect, if you want to be complete, if you want to do everything you, you can do, I want you to go, I want you to sell what you have because you're too attached to it. Give to the poor. I, uh, those of you who know me, there are people who may think they know me, but those of you who know me, you know that I don't care about things. I don't mean I don't care for things. What I have, I try to take care of. But I'm not about shoes and clothes and cars and boats and houses and stuff like that. I'm just not. I've, I've often wondered if something was wrong with me because I don't hold on to money. Oh, I don't throw it away like it's of no value. I don't do that, you know. Hey, need some money? You know, I don't do that. But if there's a need and I got it, you can have it. If my wife were to say, oh, he's stingy, it wouldn't be the, even be the truth. And she's always say, I tell the truth. She's always saying. Uh, she's always about the truth. Okay, Mark. Yeah, but, but I don't bother her about money. I don't. She, she's not wasteful. But she'll, she, she can do whatever she wants to with it. I'm not touched by that. But I remember about two weeks ago, I had a very nice suit and sent that thing to the cleaners and they messed it up. It was new. It was new. And I, and I said, man, Jesus, you know, I don't ask for much. I missed that suit. Look at that, Jesus. I talked to the Lord. Y'all talk to the Lord? But I, and I said, and I felt the Holy Spirit say, oh, let it go. No. I don't ask for much. You know, you let it go. I said, oh, okay, I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's, that's how I talk to the Lord. I don't know about you guys. You may be formal. Oh, holy thou God up there, you know. <laughs> I don't do that. But I said, okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. Thank you so much. I, pre I appreciate that. Yeah, I've never been about things, so I, I, I appreciate that. So I laid down and maybe dozed off for five minutes. I woke up and said, Lord, my suit. <laughs> Now, don't go buy me a suit. I don't want one. But he said, he said, I said, okay, I'm so sorry. I forgot. I won't say anything about it again except to poke fun at myself. Because it's all right. This young man was attached to things. Are you attached to things? If somebody broke your vase, that beautiful little vase, how would you feel? 
if they broke some of that china that's been in your family for several generations, and they broke one, would you make a real big de deal out of it, make them feel so bad they never want to come back to your house again? Or would you say, don't worry about it? I heard a story years ago about a famous man. I won't talk about him because he, he was also infamous. He was in his house and given this party, and one of his guests inadvertently knocked something very costly over, very, very costly. Uh, it was a set of this costly, like, china, but it was, it was some porcelain, yes, porcelain, antique, antique, and dropped it. Boom, knocked it over. And they were so apologetic, so apologetic, so apologetic. He said, it's all right, you're my guest. It's all right. And they kept on, oh, I'm so sorry. He said, I told you it's okay. It's really okay. And they kept on, kept on. So he took the other one and threw it on the floor. He said, it's okay. It's okay. I'm not attached to this stuff. I got it, but it doesn't have me. This guy's possessions have, had him. What has you? They had him. Now listen to what Jesus told you. This, this is God. The, the wealth of God is in this man walking down, looking like everybody else, but the wealth of God is in him. And you look like everybody else, and the wealth of God is now in you. But look at this man. The one who made the universe says, sell, go, sell what you have, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. You'll have eternal treasure. And come follow me. But he wouldn't do it. And I thought, wow, so this treasure that we value is now forsaken treasure in this man. Don't let it be said that you have forsaken the treasure of heaven and all the great preaching and teaching that you and I have heard this, these last several days. It's been great teaching. I, don't, I know I've not heard better. Maybe it's good here and there, but not better and not consistently. Everybody, everybody, everybody has something from God. Amazing. Don't leave here holding on to the things of this earth, this life. You don't have but one responsibility. To obey the Lord. Live under his government. His government is the government that supersedes. Live under his government. And you will be a good citizen no matter where you go. doesn't matter the country you live in. You'll be a good citizen of that country. You'll be a good citizen. You'll be prosperous. And this is what I want us to do is go out of here today uh, re uh, rejoicing in the Lord, exulting in Jesus Christ, being excited that he has called us into his eternal kingdom. I'll come back in a minute.